0: Right, here we are for a little pandemic pop in with BG. It's been like a year. I know about a year ago I was going on a trip with Katie Wilson, my best friend, and we were headed to Hawaii. I went to um, Universal Studios in the Los Angeles area one of the last days it was closed or before it was closed and it was wild. It was a rainy day and we went on like basically every ride and had a really fun time, my friend Kelsey and I, and then Katie joined us in LA. And then the next day she and I flew to Hawaii. And by the end of the second day we were there, we were a little bit like worried because everything was shutting down. LA had shut down, we didn't know what that meant for our flights. Um and then, you know, everyone everywhere was using hand sanitizer. This is when we still thought it was just uh, based off of like things you touched getting covid. We didn't know how like terrible it could be. Uh, you know, of course, a year ago we knew so much less than we do now. And actually, I'm sitting here a year later And I got my first shot yesterday, which is actually so wild to me, a vaccine for a virus I didn't even know about, but I don't think I've mentioned this in the past year. I think I possibly had COVID, um, around the beginning of March. And that was when, when I was in Denver, people were talking about it, like, oh yeah, so-and-so's principal at this school nearby, like they have it. And, um, so it wasn't so far away. It's just that we didn't know what to do about it. And, you know, our clients at the exercise studio I work at were like worried. They think, oh, you need to be wiping down every single, um, you know, item that we use in the studio. Everything needs to be like, you need to be sanitized. (laughs) and We didn't know what to do. So like we were trying our best, but the truth was like, we weren't even wearing masks. We didn't have any like air filters in there. And, um, yeah, wow. I'm just like honestly processing this in this in the moment. What it's like what it was like for me then. So then Katie and I go on this trip and her mom wants to like bring us back home. She's like willing to pay for our flights. And I told Katie, you know, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm 30 years old. I chose to come to Hawaii even in the midst of the unknowns of like what was happening. And at that point nothing had locked down in the United States, so I didn't have any reason to think we couldn't spend like 5 days in Hawaii it was truly the beginning of like any of this. And it was, it was around the time that everyone was like, you know, taking all the toilet paper from every store and stuff like that. And in Hawaii, that was like kind of crazier. I got to see one of my former students, um, one of my friends there. And she was like, yeah, it's so dumb because we obviously have to wait for like shipments for new things. And we don't know how those will be impacted by all of this. Um, So yeah, and then it rained the whole week in Hawaii. It was just a rainy week. And so Katie and I had a funny time. We played Yahtzee a lot. We watched so many movies because they had this like movie rental system at the resort. We went to the pool and to the beach and just, you know, let ourselves get wet in the rain. We stayed away from people. I ate as much Spam Musubi and sushi as I could. (laughs) Just pretty much Asian food as much as I could. Um, and then we just ended up having like this really chill, lovely time. And she ended up having to go back into virtual teaching for the rest of the semester. And so it was crazy. Um, I went home to Denver and then ended up packing up my stuff three days later and then driving all the way back to Tucson. So that wasn't quite a year ago yet, but it will soon be a year since I came back to Tucson. And I was back for two months and not sure if I was gonna get to spend the summer in Denver like I planned. As a lot of you know, I did. But looking back on the whole past year, like I would not have imagined the adventure I've been on at all. I would not have even made up everything that happened. Like I'm even sitting here in my room that I had someone from France. Um, renting out a year ago but now it's refloored, and I've got my little setup for when I have my own zoom calls <laughs> it's my own version of a standing desk um yeah I've like redone some things in my house I was able to start really like doing things that I love like playing piano gardening um, riding my bike like just things that I always wanted to be a part of my life before the pandemic before my sabbatical and now they are parts of my life it's just fascinating so it's really weird to look back and think you know I feel really honored and privileged that um, in particular the at least the the disease of um, Covid nineteen hasn't impacted my life like so directly. It's just the same thing that everyone else is living in. I'm living in, you know, and I'm in Arizona, and we haven't been known to be one of the greatest places. Like actually, globally, for a little bit there, we were the worst in the world. So that's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> but I got to volunteer for the last couple of weeks at our vaccine pod here at the university, and just getting to interact with people, seeing all the people are coming out to get their vaccine and then getting mine. It was just so cool, so cool and historical. And so, yeah, I just reflective today thinking, wow, we've really been through a lot as a people globally. And then even like more specifically, like in the States and then in Arizona, the, this is what I've experienced, um, a little bit in Colorado too. And like, I'm just proud of us as a humankind. I know that there's been so many things exposed in the past year. I'm very fatigued by how much people have come after each other, but then I'm also so hopeful and excited for the ways that we've, um, problem solved and helped one another and like rose to the occasion. And so I see those things happening. I see a lot of disruption happening in people's lives, like. Who am I? What do I believe? What do I think about stuff? And then just even just trying new things or not worrying about things they used to worry about. Like I'm seeing a lot of that stuff too, because this is what we do. This is what we do when we're in trauma. And when we experience like maybe worst case scenario on so many levels. But for me, i find myself in this funny scenario right now. Um, I'm super lonely primarily because I have been incredibly careful and I've not had a lot of social interaction and I'm an extrovert. And then my best friends, roommates, they, you know, they have a lot going on outside of their like professional lives, even if it's not with a ton of people. Um, it's just that, yeah, I find myself here at home alone a lot. And sometimes I like need that and cherish that. But then sometimes I'm just like, what am? What do I do? <laughs> and I'm not depressed. I live in the desert, so there's no seasonal depression for me. It's that's I know I'm like bragging, but I'm really grateful that I don't have to deal with that. On top of just like this pandemic fatigue and loneliness that I've been feeling. Um, but I will say it's like one of the first times in my life that I have really just kind of held and grappled with this loneliness and kind of the grief that I'm experiencing um in just a in like the first time a healthy way i'm not coping super poorly i'm not um yeah i'm not numbing the pain i've like been really curious about my emotions and i'm just really glad that like i'm p- more present with my body and my emotions and that i have the capacity for myself because honestly, I don't blame any of us for not having much of a capacity for other things. Like, my capacity to do this podcast is very low. Like, my motivation is is low. And look, I've tried. I've tried to reach out to people to be guests and stuff and um, a little bit to no avail. But I obviously could try harder. I just don't have the capacity. And I think that that's Okay. I think when we know what we can or can't do and we start to learn that, then we're able to say yes and no to things. And then be people of integrity, people of our word. I think that's so crucial in the world we live in. And then especially for such a time as this, it's crucial. So if anything, this is an encouragement to you as my friends. Know your own capacity. Own it. It's okay. Um, If you can give grace to yourself... It'll, it'll be really easy for you to give grace to others. But when people watch you give grace to yourself, they'll realize that they can extend that same grace, that they can match the expectation you have for yourself. And I know not everyone's like that, but I know that a lot of people do that. So yeah, that's been an interesting thing for me. And then at the same time, um, you know, I've told you guys, I, I wrote my book, And during that time, it was like a three-month period of time, I didn't spend much energy on trying to like find love or meet anyone. Like I did a little bit, but it felt distracting. And so I kind of chilled out for a couple months. And now that I have all this time and kind of like energy relationally, I've started to put myself out there again. And, you know, it's just rough. And I think it's kind of the same issue as is I think that there's a lot of people out there that although they, they want what I want to, like, we want to find love. We want to find relationship and connection. Our capacities are low, you know? And so I see all this language and like championing around dating on the internet. That's like, you deserve someone who's really going to put the energy in for you. They're not going to make you wonder, you know, they'll just show up for you. Basically, again, they describe someone who would just be so obsessed with you that they'll treat you perfectly. And I, I appreciate kind of the like base sentiment underneath that, which is like the way, you know, someone is worth your time is if they give you their time. Um, they give you their attention and gentleness and care. But I'm also hearing this thing of like, this perfect person who's obsessed with you and worships the, the ground you walk on, the thing is, I do want someone who I have a, such a great connection with that they that i 'm their favorite person, but i don't think it's healthy for us to think we 're going to find this perfect person and so i 'm interacting with these guys i've started to do voice memos to start conversations rather than like texting it's so much better, but even in that like it's hard, I think for us to keep up with each other it's It seems like these men are unmotivated to like keep the conversation going or bad at asking questions like I'll ask questions they'll answer and they won't reciprocate like this isn't going to keep going unless you keep asking me questions <laughs> and look like I'd like to talk. A lot of what I do is talking for my job, for this podcast in my life. I love talking, but I think instead of thinking, oh this man's going to fall over himself for me, I'm looking for someone who has curiosity. I'm looking for somebody who Um, knows their capacity enough to create space and openness to meet someone new and so it's just tricky because I'm lonely I I don't think the answer to my loneliness is dating but at the same time I'm in a a better place than ever to like meet someone and so why not try and then on top of all that these poor guys out there I think are I think they're exhausted (laughs) and I know I'm worth it. I'm worth all that energy and love and I would give it too, but I am at home, you know, I'm not doing much. So I am so looking forward to a different future where going on a date with a random guy, um, or someone I'm set up with or someone I kind of meet is, is not crazy or not a risk. And you know me, I like did my 10 dates I think I did more than that. Um, some virtual, some not. And so I took my risks, you know, but, and I've never, I never tested positive for COVID. Um, <laughs> like I said, I think, I think I had it in early March before we knew what it felt like and stuff. Um, but looking back, that seems like that, that was it. But I've been, av- av- been able to avoid getting it from anybody else or hopefully giving it to anyone else that I know of. And, um, My communities have been communicative. It's been really good. But I'm just so ready for the spaces where I can go out, have fun, be myself, meet people. And I am. I'm looking for someone really special. So it's okay that it takes a little more time and energy. Um, But I think I have space for the fact that this might not be the season where a lot of us have the time or energy. So the odds aren't in my favor That would be amazing if they were. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically, I just wanted to pop in and tell you what I'm thinking about my own life, like my own experience of loneliness right now, reflecting on a year later in the pandemic, just seeing that like, you know, even if my friends have found love during the pandemic and don't necessarily have as much time and space for me, like how do I honor the season I'm in, and um, how do I be gentle and tender with myself, you know? So that's what's been going on with me. I just want to do a little pandemic pop-in, and maybe things will start to get more exciting. Um, yeah, life still continues to be incredibly interesting, incredibly incredibly beautiful and fun and difficult and wonderful all at the same time you know it's not it's definitely not boring and isn't that what we're all avoiding (laughs) a boring life no some people I think want a boring life and and deserve one because it's been far too exciting so far but anyway hope y'all are doing okay. Feel free to, you know, DM me on Instagram at solidarity podcast or email me solidaritypodcast at gmail dot com. We're friends, even though I don't know who a lot of you are, but if you do know me, feel free to text me, ask me how I'm doing. I can be sad and lonely. Sometimes people think I'm far tougher than I am. I'm a pretty sensitive person. Actually. I need, I need people, you know, and, um, Yeah. Think of your extrovert friends, (laughs) especially the ones who've behaved themselves, which is, which I'm like very apt to do. Um, so the extroverts that have stayed home. Wow. Heroes. We are heroes. (laughs) All right, everyone. Blessings, blessings upon you. I'll talk to you soon.